Hello, and welcome to the Yellow Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Juliette Marhofer-Duggar. I really believe this could be the best part of your day, so I'm so glad you're here. Today, I have the pleasure in this episode of sitting down with Wes and Michelle Harris. I don't want to tell you too much about their story, but I want to say this. I'm so honored how much they shared with us. They were so vulnerable. They let us in on their personal lives and they share with us simple and practical application, their day-to-day rhythms of what they do in those dark moments and how they applied simple strategic techniques to pull them out to keep creating. I hope today from this episode, you gain some clarity, insight, and joy along the way. We have so much to share with you. Let's get started. Welcome to the Yellow Soul Podcast. I'm so glad that you're here with me tonight. How are you guys doing? Thank you. Thank we're you. We're good. Good. Excited to be here. Definitely. Thank you. I for know. <laughs> so excited. So I'll I'll just start. How we got connected was through Wes's album Infrared. And Wes, when did you share that with the world? When did that launch? That was October 22nd of 2021, last year. Yeah, and then it was through kind of a little trail of breadcrumbs that led me to your album. I was actually in the middle of wrapping up some things on my manuscript, and I was having a really, really hard day. And I just paused. It just it just stopped me in my tracks, and I just remember crying and just sitting in it. And then it went from that to me looking at all my kids and saying crying and saying, y'all come here and sit down. (laughs) And they were like, oh no, (laughs) she's having a moment. And I was like, listen to this. These people are, they're, they're preaching. (laughs) Y'all need to pause for a minute and sit down and let's have a moment together. And, uh, I remember my oldest son said, wow, man, that's deep. (laughs) That's deep. And then I made my way to my office, um, to work some on my book that evening and just kept playing your album that night. And it was exactly what my soul needed. And it's rare that I actually write in complete silence. I almost always have some genre that's rolling Mm -hmm. while I'm writing. And that night it happened to be infrared and it just really spoke to my soul. And then of course, you know, I started trolling and started looking at Wes and Michelle Harris on Instagram. <laughs> oh, and then we got to schedule a little get to know you call a few weeks ago. Um, so Michelle, I'm going to jump to you and yeah. you shared with me, well, it's not a hobby anymore, but you <laughs> dove into a new found love and creation that yeah. came out of 2020, right? Both of you guys yeah. have a a uh during pandemic story mm-hmm. and then post pandemic how your lives have continued to flourish so tell me more about you and what yes. you're doing these days <laughs> so um i at the time started a hobby of making candles because i had nothing else to do during quarantine and i was bored and mm-hmm. <laughs> just wanted to have something like how wes has music i wanted something that i could put my hands to And so um, I wandered onto the good old YouTube and found a video on how to make candles. So I just ended up buying all the stuff and over time was just making candles for like friends and Christmas gifts for family and stuff. And um, a lot of people were 
telling me, just putting little things in my ear, like, hey, you, I would buy this if you sold it. And so um, that's kind of what led to Travel Light Co., which is our business, our candle business. And um, oddly enough, I actually launched Travel Light Co. October 1st of 2021. So we both released something last October. <laughs> uh, oh, I love and, it. <laughs> yes. So that's been uh, my little baby, as if you would say. Um, yeah. And it's been such a joy. It's been so fun. So what's your favorite scent? I asked you this uh, when we talked before, but I want our listeners to know. Yeah, honestly, I I think it would depend on my mood because <laughs> I have so many, <laughs> like the different scents create different environments. But I think yeah. I would have to say our bestseller, Golden Hue, um, because it's one of those scents where it doesn't have like a description. I would try to tell you what it smells like, and you could pick it up and like, I've heard many different people say many different things on what they think it smells like. Um, so I would say that one, cause it just creates like the perfect read a book, drink a chai, light this candle and vibe. That's the kind of scent it is. So I would mm, say. That. I love it. <laughs> we got, it sounds like it's a candle that holds all of our seasons, mm -hmm. yes. <laughs> right? It's like, exactly. it's, it's the perfect candle for any season. It sounds like. Yeah. And I know I can't wait to, to get my hands on that and, and my nose, my nose into it because I told you I have a candle obsession. So yes, um, I'm, I'm guilty as charged. I don't care. I, I think I share with you guys that when I get a candle, my kids are like, you just bought that. And I'm like, I know another one. <laughs> I know that's my business. Right. Exactly. Um, it's in the so, budget. Don't worry. Exactly. That's right. I'm lighting up, lighting up my life. Um, <laughs> And so you, you're, you're originally from Kansas, right? You guys both, yeah. um, you, but you both ended up in Florida, correct? When you yes. met? You well, Wes was born and raised in Tampa. So he's lived in Florida yes. his whole life. But I was born in Kansas City, Missouri and mm -hmm. moved to Jacksonville when I was around like 12 or so. True. <laughs> so you've been there, you've been there for a while. Yeah. And so Wes, we'll, we'll touch on your album here in a little bit and come back, circle back to the candles. Cause I want to talk more about, uh, more about that, but sure. so tell me a little bit about how that, how that transpired for you, because you are an artist, uh -huh. right. And you've been in the music industry for quite some time. Now, when you created infrared and that launched in October of last year, you had been in the music industry for a while though. This wasn't, this was your, was this your, this wasn't your first album, correct? No, this wasn't my first. This was my Okay. Second. Okay. So give us a little history. <laughs> um, let's see. Well, I've been making music professionally probably since like what, 2016 or 15? 2016. Yeah, 16. I went by a different what a different name back then. We won't get into that because that stuff is Ooh. <laughs> Actually, <no>. wait a <laughs> minute now. <laughs> if you want to look it up, it's big West. <laughs> we'll cut this part out of the interview. <laughs> actual... Class is like edit. <laughs> Michelle and I'll talk about that later. Michelle, I got you. <laughs> yeah. Wink, so wink. <laughs> Okay, so we'll just we'll just gloss over that. All right, Wes, so 2016, moving yeah. forward. <laughs> so I started putting music out um, as Wes Harris in 2017. I started with like a couple singles. Then I put out an album called Discover. And then that led to this road of infrared. Um, 
But yeah, I've been, I grew up around music. My dad was a DJ. Music has always been something that has fascinated me when I have friends who are, you know, going to basketball games and going to conditions and playing sports. I was writing lyrics and studying what does quantization mean and, you know, chord mm -hmm. structure and different things like that. So mm -hmm. music has always been my um, Super Bowl and just my passion. So Infrared was a long time making. Yeah. Oh, so good. That's so good. And so you you said that your your father was a DJ. So this is this is like you're rooted in this. This is in your bones, right? Okay. So this is like your DNA. And so you're you said my road from Discover, is that right? It's called Discover, your album to infrared. So what was on that road? What what like give me some some little pit stops you made along the way that that brought this about. Honestly, um, the album was first album was called Discovering because I feel like life is a discovery, a lifelong discovery. So just discovering things in scripture, things in myself, um, truly what it is, what it means to be a man of God, um, an artist who creates and you know reflects God through creation. Just different lessons and so many things I've learned in different chapters of my life, you know, how to how to love your wife or sometimes you talk too much and you need to listen. All of these mm -hmm. things have been um, different trials and teaching moments that has shaped my music in one way or another. I think what really inspires me to create is the moments lived, um, not in the creative process, but outside of the creative process that you can take into the songwriting. That's so powerful. For both of you or one of you, can can you speak to creating in the middle of and out of pain, trauma? Can you speak to that? What does that look like for both of you? Yeah, I think it looks a little different in every season of my life. Um, as I was like younger, I was trying to figure out like who I was. Um, and so I think I would turn to different things um, through my pain. And I think now in my I'm late 20s, um, anytime I experience something that brings up those kinds of emotions or um, even just like the way of thinking in my pain, I would now turn more to God. Whereas before, I think I would just turn to like going to have fun or just trying to like get my mind off of it. Um, and now I think in my late twenties is more of me turning to God to figure out, okay, how can this pain be turned into something that glorifies you? Because now mm -hmm. my focus is making my life as a reflection to glorify God. Um, whereas in my early twenties and right out of high school, I feel like I was just trying to figure out <laughs> how to survive, I guess. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so now it's more so yeah. like how to be the best wife to my husband, how to be the best daughter to my mom, how to be the best daughter to God. And so like now I see purpose in pain, whereas before it was mm -hmm. just kind of like, this sucks and I don't want to do this anymore. Um, yeah. And so in running a business, I'm learning more and more how, what does, what does this look like to run a business that glorifies God? What does this look like? Like 
making sure we tithe as a business. And um, we started this thing where we pray before we have business meetings to, to invite God into our process and, and ask him like, what are your thoughts? What are your plans for this business? Because I don't want to run a business if you're not in it, because I don't know what I'm doing. So I just need guidance and wisdom from God um, to kind of help navigate. And that's the mindset that I have now and going forward, I'm going to do everything I can to keep it, keep this mindset. But Mm -hmm. yeah, that's just kind of how it goes. (laughs) Yeah, that's so powerful. And like, I think when you're saying that, it makes me think of just as you were talking, surrender, just complete Mm -hmm. surrender. And then in the process, when we come to that place, it's like we pick up the power Mm -hmm. because God says he blesses the hand of the diligent. Like he takes delight in us prospering and that he's put that power within us to create. Mm -hmm. And I, I think God, you are the creator. Right. And it's only natural that your creation creates right whatever that looks like whether it's through music or with what you do with your candles and myself coaching writing Mm -hmm. just how we create and the byproduct of of that and then like you're saying not just going through life going through our business and through the, the creative process of just simply managing but really bringing it before God before that light and saying, man, light up all the shadows. Mm -hmm. Like, what is this, what does this need to look like? Knowing that he can reveal to us in a second, what might take us a lifetime to unpack. Mm -hmm. That's so good. Wes, what about you? Um, what, what is creating in pain? That the question? Yeah. Yeah. Creating out of pain or even in the, in the middle of it, you know, so many times we think, well, when I'm through this, then I'll make something beautiful. Mm. When I'm through this, then the chaos will settle. And it's like, man, does it ever, (laughs) you know, does it really settle or is it that we actually begin to uncover what our soul needs when we begin creating and we've just been putting it on hold for so long that we have yet to discover what that is. I remember hearing Chandler Moore in during a song and he just broke into praying and one of the things that he said on there was inviting god to settle my soul he said god settle our soul and i just i loved that when when i when i heard that phrase settle our soul Mm -hmm. and so i think about if there's if there's always something coming at us you know we wake up and we don't know what our day is going to look like or what call we may get but in the middle of that, our soul is settled and that we find ourselves in the middle that we can, we can remain centered and remain unified, especially, you know, you guys as a, as a married couple, knowing that you have that unity on the, on the front, then everything else around you, it's like, you know, there's going to be, there's going to be those arrows that come at us. So thinking of, of your, your music path and your career and your album and, like what Michelle was just, was just sharing the moments that you've created out of, out of pain, not waiting for it to end, but Mm -hmm. what you chose to do in the moment when that was present in your life. Um, I think, I think some of the best things come out of pain. 
uh, at least for me specifically, like some of my favorite songs have been songs that I've made at low points in life. I mm. think about, you know, when the Bible talks about he'll give us beauty for our ashes. It's something that you go through in pain that you can't really go through in a high moment, you know? Mm. Um, I think about like the way we know someone's alive, you know, in the hospital, you see the heart monitor and you see like the little line and it's ups and it's downs, but it's not like a straight line. Straight line usually means death. Mm. But in life, we go through some highs and we go through some lows, but that's what really determines faith. You know, when you don't really go through anything, um, you can't really be a good sailor. But when you go through some rocky seas, that's what makes you um, just a matured mm. seller, someone who knows how to ride the waves, knows how to ride that turmoil. So I think about some of my favorite songs, and there's been language that I've been given from God and lessons that I've um, been given that really taught me how to have hope. And when good things come, I know how to rejoice because I know what I went through to, to get that triumph. So mm. that's the most Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's so good. I mean, when we think about behind the scenes and 2016, you've, you know, this is, you said professionally, that's when your career really started. It was, was 2016. And you make this trek, you know, Michelle, make, you make this trek to what you're doing today. And I find myself saying, I feel like more that the behind the scenes, those, those moments, the private moments with God, when we're face down and just crying out and desperate and man, it's just so beautiful to know that we have these moments that nobody else knows sometimes what it took. They're just holding the album or holding this candle in their hand. Mm -hmm. right and and this process and what you submitted yourself to and committing your way to God and saying search me like I am I'm desperate for you mm -hmm. when you were saying that Wes it made me think of um I believe it's in Jeremiah where it says when we require him as a vital necessity mm -hmm. like he is our vital signs when we invite him in to the process that he, he, he wants to be in every detail in the, to him, it's not minutia to, to someone else. It may seem that way, mm -hmm. but God is, God is in the details. Yeah, absolutely. So for you being able to process through that for just a moment as a, as a musician, when you have that moment that's really dark or you have those moments that have been really dark, what, what is that, that moment for you where you cross over from the dark to the light where you say, man, I'm going to fight to keep my light on what happens on the inside of you? What causes you to say yes, instead of, I just want to give up. What's that? What, what happens on the inside of you in that, in that moment? How do you choose? Um, I think to really have that crossover moment, you have to develop a good memory, to be honest. And when I say a good memory, I'm just 
referring to, um, you know, the only way we can tell anything about the future is to look at history. So looking at what God has already done in life, you know, he delivered me when I was in this situation. He healed my mom when she was facing this battle. So sometimes you have to revisit what's mm. in the rear view to drive forward. So in a lot of those moments that, you know, I'm contemplating, should I have hope? Should I just turn the towel in? I remember those things that he's done. Remember where he's brought me. And when you realize where he's brought you, you realize where he can bring you continuously. Mm-hmm. So um, honestly, just developing that memory of, of, of goodness. I, sometimes when I don't know what to pray, I'll just like write a list of like 10 things that I'm thankful for. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. a lot of times when I'm stressed about, it, I'll just end up forgetting about because <laughs> I'm like, dang, I was, you know, on E and some random guy gave me gas. Not really, but just like random <laughs> things that you just kind of take for granted. You're like, wow, every day is a miracle. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's amazing. What a perspective to have to, I love that you said when you start writing all that you're thankful for, some of that seems to, seems to fade. And I remember us touching on this a little bit in our, the first time we, we met and talked on the phone, gratitude Mm -hmm. and how it shifts our perspective so quickly when we begin to look up and not stay paralyzed by the fear of what is or what isn't happening or what, you know, the what ifs of the the worry and the, and the fear. And for you, uh, Wes, that I remember you sharing surrounding the album in that during the pandemic, that there was, there was a lot of worry and some fear surrounding your life because you weren't a single bachelor, (laughs) right? You were hitched. And so y'all got married 2018, right? Yeah. And so at that point you were, you had a family, you had someone else to be responsible for besides yourself. And so things look a little different, right? When you have a, when you have a family and the responsibilities change from a man to a man and a husband, and that Mm -hmm. looks different. So something shifted in you too. And, and, in 2020, right? During the pandemic, when that hit, and that also played a role in, in producing infrared. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, that's my favorite song I've ever made is called Ravens and it's a track on infrared. And that's really what, uh, everything you said, it, it's it in a nutshell. Um, just sometimes as a man, you can feel the weight on your, sh- on your shoulder. Cause you know, you're, at home and you want to be present you want to spend enough time but you also want to provide and it's just a lot of times uh, a man can limit himself to what he does but he can forget who he is and mm-hmm. i think in 2020 just everyone faced a lot of uncertainty so for me it was how am i going to you know make it happen now how am I going to, you know, stretch these fish sticks and these couple pieces of bread <laughs> and feed 4,000 people? <laughs> <laughs> Michelle, I guess you're 4,000 people. So <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> No pressure. <laughs> I love it. 
We're not well, going to let you live. Hey, we said we, we need to make a book of Wesisms, right? So yes. that's going in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, okay, carry on, my friend. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt oh, no you. No worries. I'll go at all. back to being serious. Ravens. I was reading Luke, and it's that verse where he talks about if God feeds the ravens, you know, why worry about what we're going to wear? Why worry about what we're going to eat and drink? You know, even he talks about dressing the, the wildflowers. So if he feeds these birds um, every day, then why should we worry? Because if he cares for his nature, we know that it's his nature to care for us. And that was such a simple, um, just a simplistic scripture. But when you think about it and just the depth of it, that's what brought me through, what cr helped me create that song, but what also helped me to trust. Because um, I know if you said the ravens, he'll feed us. And we've never gone without. So yeah. God is faithful to mm. provide. Mm -hmm. I love that you said it's his nature. Like if he takes care of his nature, it's his nature mm -hmm. to yeah. do that for us human beings. That's beautiful. Michelle, tell me more about your your process in making your candles because it started off as a hobby. And then you shared that people were like, Oh my God, I'd buy these if you make them. And so was there a, they were just, they were so excited and they loved what you were creating. What was your process to go from this as a hobby to, was there a point where you were like, okay, did you kind of coach yourself through that? Like, we got this, we can do this. Like, People are wanting these and then you do pop-up shops now and right. And you have a storefront. And so what was that, what was that creative process like for you during that time of like, did you have a feeling? Was there this hunch inside that it was going to be more? Did you want it to be more? Um, I don't think I had a feeling that it would be more when I originally started just because it was something so new. And um, I was just really doing it to, give myself something to do and have fun. Um, but it was probably a little over a year of me just making candles for nobody, just for myself and just to burn at the house and maybe give my mom a few. Um, but in that year, I would watch, I don't know, probably eight to 10 YouTube videos a day of just like, what do other people do when they make candles? How can I best create a better scent throw? Which wax should I use? All that kind of stuff. And that right now, that knowledge that I acquired over a year for over a year is what has made me confident in business because I do know what I'm doing. I do know what I'm talking about, but I wasn't going into it learning to start a business. It was just all the information I could digest I was taking in. Um, and so like once a few people had started talking, my mom, my mom owns her own business and she's kind of always been like an entrepreneur at some, to some degree in her whole <laughs> life. And so she's always been like that little bird on my shoulder. That's like, you could do this. I could help you. you need help. I'm here. Just let me know. And so like, she was always like, this candle's amazing. If you ever want to sell it, just let me know. <laughs> and so it was kind of like, okay, well, I know my mom's got me. I know Wes has got me. So, um, I've you got gonna your mom and your man. What else do you need? You right. Know? <laughs> <laughs> like, girl, you got to make some candles. Right. But it was also important to you to create something that was non-toxic. I remember you sharing yeah. that with me as well, which we can, I definitely want to share with our listeners a little bit more yeah. about 
how, how those are made. I, that was really fascinating to me because I, Absolutely. that's important. I love creating a, as, as much of a non-toxic environment as possible since we live yes. and breathe in it every day. So, right. you, so your mom was like in your ear and Wes was like, babe, you can do this. Yes. Like, I, like, <laughs> I just have a feeling he was a, like, he was the person that was cheering you on. Right. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. That's amazing. My biggest cheerleader. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, also at that time when I had bought this stuff, his Wes's mom was also telling me that she was throwing out like all of her candles um, because of all the toxic properties that she had researched. And so I was like, okay, well, let me see if I'm buying stuff that's like toxic because I definitely don't want that. And so I started um, reading articles and looking up like um, big name brands that sell candles and stuff and found that they actually do over time can create um, toxicities in our bodies and in the air and like indoor pollution and stuff like that. Um, and so I dug a little deeper and started finding like the waxes that we use, which is a coconut apricot cream wax, um, does not have any toxic properties, whereas some um, waxes, um, and I encourage you to do research as well if, if you like candles, <laughs> um, but um, some of the paraffin wax is what is like considered the most toxic wax out there. Um, and again, this is like over time, if you burn candles consistently and all that kind of stuff, but indoor pollution is a, a real thing. Um, and so with that information, I took it to Wes and was like, okay, so I'm buying non-toxic wax. I'm buying non-toxic fragrances. Cause that's also, um, the scents that are in candles also contain toxic properties. And so, <laughs> and so, um, I went to, um, my mom with all this information and, um, was to just telling friends mm -hmm. to educate them. And so they were like, well, can you just sell the candles that don't have the toxic stuff in it? And I was like, I mean, I could. And so then, um, and I guess that talking to people and stuff like that is what really started the idea of opening and running a candle business that is non-toxic and clean. Um, and good for our, ourselves in the pollution and our pets. Cause I have a dog and I cannot give my dog, like let him breathe in toxic stuff. So <laughs> that was also really important to me. So <laughs> that's amazing. And so your, your process of hunting and gathering and all this information, and you had the encouragement, did you have some moments where even with all of that in the creative process and as a creative, did you have some moments in there where, you know, it just, you hit a point where am I supposed to keep doing this or this is a lot or you felt some overwhelm. Tell us more about, did, did you experience that at all? Absolutely. Uh, probably from day one, the day I decided to <laughs> <laughs> open or launch. <laughs> the day you said, like, yes. Okay. Nope, I don't think I can do this. Because <laughs> um, I mean, honestly with candles, and a, a lot of my, um, I guess, pain, if you will, was internal, meaning in my mind, I would, I battle with like comparison and all those things. And so that was truly where, and I think even still is currently where my battle lies the most, because I mean, truthfully as a candle business, I'm battling Target, Walmart, Bath and Body Works, literally like any store you can walk into almost sells candles. And so it's kind of like fighting the battle internally and knowing that I have something 
and I carry something that nobody else carries because God uniquely made me and put this idea in me for me to carry out. Um, and so that's what I have to kind of go back to and remind myself. Um, Cause even, I will even say like a couple of weeks ago, I texted Wes and I was like, Hey, I don't think I can do this anymore. I, I honestly just, I don't even know what I'm doing. So I just think I'm going to just not. <laughs> and so um, in that day, somebody bought um, a large order of candles from us. And so like, just even going through that, talking to Wes about it, because he was like, no, we've been through this. You got this. It's okay. Just take it to God. And um, one thing that Wes has encouraged me is that whenever you're in the right path and in doing what God is calling you to do, God will send confirmations to you. And so like that day, I like ran into the room where Wes was and I was like, oh my gosh, somebody just bought candles. Like we haven't even promoted them in a long time. Mm -hmm. And so he was like, see, that's confirmation. You know, you're on the right track. Stop doubting yourself. Stop second guessing yourself. And really I just started reading more of the Bible to renew my mind um, because mm -hmm. that's where it all stems from is just, I feel insecure and um, that I don't compare to everybody else that's doing it, but that's, I shouldn't be looking at everybody else. I should just be focusing and doing what God has called me to do and let him like do the rest. It's so good, Michelle. I'm so glad because I don't want you to stop because <laughs> I haven't gotten my golden hue yet, sister. <laughs> I need you to keep making me some candles. Okay. I'm so excited for it. you that you that you didn't stop short of coming on the other side of that. And you had another day, kudos to you. Like you have another day that you now have tucked away that you can say, I said yes again. Right. Mm -hmm. And that you, that you stood back up on the inside and that you have a village around you to say, you can do this, mm -hmm. you know, don't like, don't give up. And like you said, those confirmations, it's just that I felt like those moments is like the, sweet spot where yeah. even, even if we don't immediately see something, when we have that peace that again, that settles our soul, mm -hmm. uh, it's like, okay, like we, we can continue. Let's keep, right. you know, let's keep moving forward. And the comparison, I mean, I, I could, I'm in this with you, both of you just talking about the challenges and the question marks and the doubt. I mean, how many times just so much, uh, swirling in our minds and, and around us. And it's not that around us necessarily stops, but it's the most important thing is that we're settled on the inside, mm -hmm. that whatever's going on around us, God is always interested in what's ha happening in us right. on the inside of us. And yeah. then something happens, you know, it's like, it clears the patterns and the cycles start to settle and it clears and we're like, Oh yeah, Wes, I love something you said. Uh, and man, it's not going to sound as good as you said it, but I think it's, I think it's for every human being, although you were speaking to the, to the heart of a man and it's, I, I, it's interesting because it was something about that and I'm paraphrasing, but that it sounded like you said something like we can get so caught up um, in what we are that we forget who we are. Mm -hmm. And I believe you were, you were talking about during the pandemic and defining that as a provider, I believe, mm -hmm. and that mm -hmm. forgetting just 
just losing a sense of yourself in the process. Yeah. And that happens, Michelle, right? With comparison. It's like, we can get so caught up and uh, we don't stay walking our path because it's so easy to put a, put a foot on someone else's path because it seems like maybe that's, that's where we need to be. And it's mm-hmm. so, it's so distracting from mm-hmm. the good that's in front of us and ahead of us. So yeah. I have a question for both of you mm-hmm. that we touched on a little bit a few weeks back. And I loved where this led us. And that is what brings you joy? Like where, where does your passion lie? When you think of uh, conversations, where do you, where do you find yourselves always, regardless of how the conversation begins, like mm-hmm. somewhere in there, it, it does something on the inside of you. So what brings you joy with, with others in conversation? I would say it's twofold. Um, number one is creativity. Like we love creating things, um, whether it's art or moments, we're big creative people. And then I think the other thing is, um, I see us more so like as torches and lighting, uh, get passing that torch, you know, like sharing, sharing the flame, like enlighten other people mm-hmm. in, in hopes of them finding their passions. So just seeing um, friends find their it, we all have like an it. Mm-hmm. So helping mm-hmm. people yeah. sowing seeds in that way. Absolutely agree. I would also say, um, talking about God and like, what has God been speaking to you and just like, what have you been reading? Those kinds of conversations also bring us joy um, because we want to grow and learn and we want to grow with our community Mm -hmm. and deepen our roots in Christ. Um, And so I feel like we always find ourselves asking like our friends, so what have you been reading or what has God been putting on your heart? Um, And then I think that kind of conversation also leads into like purpose. And um, because some of our friends are like, yeah, well, I feel like I should maybe do this. Like one of our friends just launched a journal. Um, And so she was asking us questions on like, um, what software did we use to like to launch the candles and things like that. So um, I just feel like it's all kind of intertwined and intermingled. but yeah, that's what brings us true joy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so amazing how God has brought out helping them to uncover more of their creativity and helping them to keep their light on uh, in the moments where it gets really dark and encouraging them to, you're in pain, don't, you know, you don't have to wait. Like you can make something beautiful. And as you said, Wes, like God, looking at those ash heaps around us that God desires to make something beautiful, mm-hmm. that he's empowered all of us to create beauty out of, out of that pain. And so for, for both of you, alongside the creative process, you've touched on how you bring yourself out of the pain and how you create out of that. Tell me just a little bit more about your soul care and just practical application for our listeners of what that looks like. What does your rhythm look like on a daily basis? Just kind of a day in the life. What are some things that have worked really well for you to not always press pause on what you're creating when those unexpected curveballs 
come Mm -hmm. in life. So what does it look like for you? What's that rhythm that keeps you going? I think um, for me and for you, um, well, Michelle is the spontaneous one and I am Mm -hmm. the the rhythm. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Hey, now hold on. I'm spontaneous (laughs) and I got some rhythm. (laughs) Girl, I'm with you. I support you, Michelle. (laughs) (laughs) He's the consistent one. I'm the spontaneous one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're jazz. I I think um, a lot of what helps you to to have so good soul care is um, maximizing your best. And the only way to know your best is to to do simple things. It's not really deep. Like for me, I used to stay up really late. I used to wake up really early and. Bible is so practical because it talks about, you know, why, you know, stay up late hours and wake up early, burning yourself at both ends. So one thing I started doing this year was going to bed earlier and waking up earlier. And I've learned that a lot of times, like you may think you're just stressed out or you're always in a bad mood, but you're really just tired. Mm-hmm. A lot of times you just need to be active, drink water. It's a lot of sim- simple things. Um, you know, scripture is important and it's important to get our time with God, but it's also important to make sure as we water our souls, we water our, our bodies because there are vehicles um, mm-hmm. while we're here on this life, in this life. Um, so one thing I know is like in my creative process, I used to, you know, drink caffeine and try to like burn myself to work late hours. But I think of my best things early in the morning, like mm. 4, 5 a.m., nobody's awake. It's me and God. I'm not comparing myself because nobody's up. I make this rule where the first thing I do is talk to God. I don't get up on social media till 12 p.m. And what that helps me to do is to focus on the things that matter. I'm working. And with that work, I'm giving it my best because I know I'm at my best early in the morning. Um, I'm, you know, drinking water or drinking tea, doing those things that really make you happy and listening to your body, Mm -hmm. I think is so important. And it helps you in just so many ways, the creative process, but also listening to you. You know, I know if I'm grumpy or if I'm impatient, hmm, I really need to pray today, you know, (laughs) like (laughs) today. So (laughs) (laughs) when you're at the best, you not only help yourself, but you help others around you want to be around yourself. Yeah. So I think that's really good soul care in my words. Mm, thank you. Agreed. And that's so good. Like it doesn't have to be complicated, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be complicated. That simplicity coming back to some of the, the basics and mm-hmm. that we don't laminate simplicity with spirituality mm-hmm. and know that this body is a temple and that it hosts what what we're creating and what we're doing and it is it it fuels our mental health the choices that we make and the intention that there's so much intention even though it's simple that it takes intention right to establish that rhythm and then out of that you you described for us Wes a powerful routine that's developed in your life through that, through those simple disciplines 
day in and day out. So, um, Michelle, what about you? Tell us about your rhythm. What does that look like for you? Um, I would love to say that I'm as structured as Wes, but I'm, I'm not. (laughs) Um, so my, um, rhythm is kind of checking in with myself every couple hours of, have I laughed today? Um, that has been a big thing since I started working from home, uh, because I would be at home for eight hours or so by myself. And so not talking to anybody, not really smiling or just even like how in the office you have just casual conversation. Um, I found that sometimes when Wes would come home, he would be excited and I'd just be like, Hey, yeah. Okay. But that's just been my mood like all day. And so when I wake up, um, I try to do something or I'll play with my dog that makes me smile. And so just every couple hours I'll do like a self check-in, like have I laughed in the last couple hours or, um, have I talked to anybody? So I talk to my family every single day. I call my mom every day. Um, and so that's also like something that I guess it's just bringing me joy, um, making sure that I do something throughout the day that brings me joy. Um, and I also prioritize rest. What, like more than I guess productivity. Um, because Wes and I are so like, we're polar opposites in that he is the busy person. Like he loves to be productive. And like, anytime I'm like, Hey, let's take a nap. He's like, "Mm -mm, I don't have time for that. Let's just move (laughs) on. And so I'm like, okay, I'm I'm just, yeah, I got to tell him three days in advance. (laughs) Can we take a nap on Wednesday? at six o'clock, we'll wake up at seven. Like that's Wes. Whereas I'm like, I'm tired. I'm gonna go take a nap. I'll be back. <laughs> and so Wes wants uh, you to schedule your naps. Yeah. <laughs> so that's something oh that God. Y'all are so cute. <laughs> is to be more that. like structured in scheduling my productivity. Like when I make candles saying, okay, as soon as I get off today, the next three hours, I'm going to make candles. I'm not going to go sit on the couch. I'm not going to get on Instagram. I'm just going to go straight into it so that I can be done. Um, because if I don't do that, I'm prone to just go relax. And then it's like 11 o'clock and I'm like, dang it, I didn't make candles today. (laughs) And so I'm trying to find that balance of rest and productivity, but I tend to lean more on the rest side. That's so good because it's still just like Wes, it, what you're describing is also rhythm. I mean, it's, it's, that's, this is what works for him. And I love that yours looks so different. And it's not that one way is better over the other, but you found what works for you and Wes, you found what works for you. And we all decompress differently. We all recharge differently. Our soul care, our self-care, the check-ins, it it looks different for each of us. Right. And it's like in, in both of your, your choices to create that, that productivity through the spontaneity and right. Or through how you recharge or how you rest, because what you found for yourself is that when you rest, you're, you're more productive, mm-hmm. right? If, if he rests as much as you did, he wouldn't feel as productive. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it would cause him to spiral or it just, it wouldn't recharge him right. per se. And for you, Oh, I, I find that so powerful that you, you said, I invite joy that you take responsibility for what you want your joy to look like. That is so, so good. Oh my goodness. Like 
your joy is your responsibility and that you're not just waiting around on someone else to make you happy. Right. You're like, I want some joy and I know how to get it. (laughs) And I, I think that's, I mean, that does take intention because I'm sure there's moments in your life where you don't feel like doing that, but you know that if you don't, you can get stuck in a rut like we all can. Right. And that can, that can feel paralyzing. And then just intentionally creating community, the conversations I've heard you guys mention a few times, just people and staying connected to other people and who you invite into your life. Y'all are amazing. The power couple, (laughs) (laughs) the Harris's, the power couple. Oh, I love it. Okay. So, you know, we're going to be looking for that, for that next album, but for now, we're going to, we're going to listen to infrared and get that deep in our bones. And I hope that our listeners go out to any streaming platform and, and find it. And so I, I would love for you guys to actually share with us how our listeners can find you. You can find us on Instagram for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, my name is I'm Wes Harris on Instagram and her name is Michelle Elaine Harris. But thank you guys for your tips and sharing your stories of resilience with us and inviting us into your path and what that looked like for, for both of you. And so beautiful to just step into that vulnerability and inviting us into your space yeah. today. Yeah, thank you for just a moment. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, you're so welcome. Great. Hey, I'm honored. Honor, honor <laughs> exchanged. New friends, but we got to know each other a little bit more. Big hugs from Texas to the Florida folks. Yes. And um, <laughs> thank you. Thank you to you guys. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into Yellow Soul today. I hope you feel empowered, refreshed, and inspired to share your own story of resilience with someone else. Don't forget to subscribe so that you're the first to know when a new episode is released. And it would mean the world to me if you would rate and review my podcast and share it with a friend. Today, you can make a difference in someone else's life. You never know, the very episode that touched your heart may be exactly what they need. Until next time, cheers, friend.